Sports Season 1, Episode 4, Giants vs. Bears Edition, Preseason Week 2. Uh, got a lot to talk about after last night's pretty impressive win. 32-13, 2-0 in the preseason. Not, not sure how much that really counts, but it's nice to put W's on the board for sure. Uh, obviously, Row 1 Sports, sponsored by the Drip Kit. Uh, we're actually going to be implementing some Danny Dimes Drip Kit t-shirts, which are going to be pretty cool. And we're going to have the ability to give away some giveaways to you guys. So we're going to put that on our Instagram and our Twitter. They're going to be pretty cool shirts similar to the Scotty Drippin' shirts. If you don't know what those are, come check it out on the website. Check it out on the site for sure. www.dripkit.com Also, um, follow us on Twitter at Row1Sports1 and follow us on Instagram at Row1Sports. Just to, uh, before we dive into the game and some other stuff we want to talk about, uh, we are going to be introducing, which we, uh, I also said on Twitter, but we're going to be introducing a sports gambling segment uh, for week one of the regular season. Uh, we'll be giving you spreads, we'll be giving you money lines, you know, our picks of the week, stuff like that. Uh, we'll also be starting to talk about fantasy, your drafts, stuff like that. Um, send in your teams, we'll evaluate them, you know, we'll talk about it on the podcast and uh, get back to you guys. Yeah, so more than just Giants football, just, you know... Going around the NFL, uh, giving our updates, our news, our insight on the whole league. So, but let's go stick to the Giants. We played a pretty impressive game last night. Obviously, the offense looked great. Was able to put a touchdown on the board, which we asked for, without Shepard, without Ingram, and without Saquon. Eli looked sharp, four for four, forty-two yards in, in one drive. He, he looked sure great enough, and I was cool with it. Uh, came down the field. We know it's against second strings, but listen, we can only play who they put out there. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, it's it's refreshing to see the Giants' first-team offense. You know, no, no matter who they're against, whether Trubisky played or not, whether the defense played or not, it doesn't matter. It's refreshing to see the Giants go out, put together a real nice drive, and, and, and you know, put seven on the board. Yeah, so Daniel Jones came in after Eli. Uh, his stats, he was 11 for 14, 161 yards, pretty impressive touchdown to TJ Jones, and he fumbled twice. So we're going to get into the to the positives and negatives on his performance as he's kind of the vocal point of the Giants right now. Uh, Eli was able to throw a touchdown to Benny Fowler, caught a nice touchdown on a slant. Uh, I believe it was like an 8-9 yard touchdown. Yeah. Rod Smith came in uh, on behalf of Wayne Gallman's absence. I believe he had a little bit of an injury. Yeah, he also he had a fumble too, but I think it was recovered by the Giants, so that's not, not too bad. doesn't he, help him though. He looked great. I mean, he really looked good behind this offensive line. He was able to have 10 carries, 42 yards, ran strong, finishes runs, and he's also going to be a viable option in the pass game as well. That's, that's the main reason why we brought him in. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Klatz, two catches, 60 yards. We called on him last week that he's really going to need to step up. Caught a beautiful ball from Danny Dimes uh, down the left hash. Probably like a 45-yard throw. Yeah, I think so. I think it was 40, yeah. Jones put it right where it needed to be, and that uh, was a big play. Uh, John Hillman as well, guy who really came onto the scene, I guess, in training camp, really. Yeah, he's like a sleeper guy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, listen, with Gallman out, uh, there was a 
crowded backfield last night. So guys needed to step up. Gall uh, Hillman definitely stepped up. 16 carries, 56 yards, and a touchdown. So he, he played really well, and it's exciting to see if maybe he has a chance on the roster. Yeah, agreed. Um, and then obviously TJ Jones, who scored another touchdown again, so that makes two for the preseason. Kind of like the king of preseason. It seems like Jones has pretty much solidified his spot on the team. And I, I know a couple weeks ago I didn't have him making the team, but he shut me up. He'll definitely, I mean, unless anything unforeseen happens, I think TJ Jones is definitely a lock for the 53. Also had a presence in the spe in special teams, too. He's returning some punts. Yeah, that's true. I've been seeing that, a lot of that lately. Um, I want to move to the defense. Um, there was no Trubisky, obviously, so I think Chase Daniels was playing. He played solid. Um, the defense is starting to come together as a group, and it and it start it really looks good. It starts up front. Listen, the uh, the, the pass rush is not going to be dominant this year. We know that, but we got guys like Zoe Carter. We got guys like Marcus Golden, who looked great last night. Golden, I mean, honestly, this the speed on the outside for the for the edge rushes for us is unbelievable. And listen, Zoe hasn't got home yet. Like we said last week, he didn't get home either. But he had a nice spin move. He had a couple nice plays that it seems like if he puts the tools together, he could be a premier pass rusher, I'm hoping. Um, listen, Jabril looked great last night. Um, kind of just flies all over the field. Swarm. Yeah, he swarms. He, you know, he didn't play too much. Janoris made a nice play from across the field. So defense starting to come together. We'd like to see some more pass rush, maybe some interior pass rush from B.J. Hill. Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin, those type of guys, but uh, you know it's a process, so we're, we're we're moving. Yeah, so this defense is pretty much brand new. I mean, the secondary only has one returning guy. Uh, we put pretty much Dexter Lawrence is up front. He's he's brand new. Linebackers were kind of rotating in to see who's going to fit, who's not going to fit. So I'm not expecting this defense to play really well out of the gate, but definitely think we have the coach and Betcher. Uh, and if the game plan's there, I could see this defense defense molding in to be you know. An average defense. Yeah, that, that, that's all we need. I was going to say, um, I think the Giants' goal this year should be be a middle-of-the-pack defense. We don't need to dominate on the defensive side of the football. You know, hopefully we can keep the defense off the field with our offense. That's the main goal. Yeah, I mean, as you guys know, the, the offense is going to be able to hold its own with the, with the star power that we have between Saquon, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, Cody Latimer. Uh, but we're only going to go as far as our defense gets us. I mean, we're going to have to get off the field on third down for sure. Yeah, that always kills us. Must create turnovers and must get to the passer, and that, that's the key to success for any team. And uh, the Giants are going to definitely need to improve on defense, but we're, we're trending in the right direction from last night. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, obviously, you guys heard that Golden Tate's suspension um, was upheld. Golden Tate's going to be out for the first four games of the season. I, I, I want to get your thoughts e, on what does it mean for us as a team who, you know, who needs to step up, that type of stuff. What do, you, right. what do you think Golden Tate being out for the first four games of the season, what type of impact does that have on us? So it's definitely going to hurt. I mean, no one wants to see one of our top free agents that we paid a pretty decent amount of money to come out and play wide receiver for Odell. Yeah. And now he's suspended. It hurts. Yeah. But listen, wide receiver is a, is a position where it's a group effort. Yeah. And if you look at the Giants' first four games, I'm not saying that it's easy, and I'm not saying that we're going to be better without but winnable, Tate. winnable games. So we're going to go play Dallas week one. It's always a tough game without Tate on the road. And with Zeke's you know, contract issues, he's probably not going to play. I would be – I said this earlier today. I know you and I had a discussion in the car about it. I would be – I don't want to say shocked, but I'd be surprised if Zeke Elliott is playing week one for the Dallas Cowboys. That's just my opinion. I don't see this contract situation playing out. Uh, right now, I think it will get done, but when it gets done, 
is is a big question mark for the Cowboys right now. So as we did on week one, week on episode one, yeah. we kind of predicted the schedule and we chalked that game up as a loss. But but things are changing, um, yeah, especially that, in Dallas land. It, it's true, and I know. Listen, Dak has that. He's in negotiations now, but Dak is he's there. You know, he's gonna he'll be playing week one no matter what if a deal gets done or not. But listen, Zeke Elliott. Is is he is the Dallas Cowboys right now? If Zeke is not there, the Cowboys have huge problems. So, I, I listen. Is it possible Zeke plays Week One? Of course it is. Is it likely? I really don't know right now. And obviously Zeke being out is going to be a lot more valuable than Golden Tate being out. Of course, can't even compare. Going on to Week Two, I mean, we play the Bills at home. It's another winnable game for the New York Giants with or without Golden Tate, who, by the way, we don't even know what he's going to bring to the table. If you watch him last night, he doesn't even look like he has his feet under him yet. He's still getting used to Eli or or Jones or being in New York in general. And him missing another four games in the regular season is going to hurt. It's going to be noticeable in Week 5 when he comes back, but definitely going to give us a boost. I'm excited for him to come back, but the main point of this is to show you guys that our first four games, with or without Tate, very winnable. Yeah, I agree. I, we fully, I, I fully at least expect the the Giants to beat the Bills that week. I, I don't think the Bills are a great football team. Um, you know, we we predicted in our schedule predictions that we were going to beat them. So I don't think Tate being out for the first four weeks of the season is going to have a huge impact on that Bills game. Right, and then week three we're going to go down to Tampa, which we're going to be at Great City. Yeah, looking forward to play the Bucks because they're not all that talented as well, and I don't think. That's a game that we lose. I, I would be, I'd be. Listen, I'm not saying the Giants are, are this amazing team, but I, I don't. I would be. I, I hear a lot of Bucks hype a little. I don't see it honestly. I, I don't think the Bucks are going to be a great football team this year. I expect the Giants to win that game, partly because I'm biased, partly because I'll be there. But I, I don't know. I, I'm just not a Jameis Winston uh, believer, so I, I would expect the Giants win win that game as well. So again, we're going to go to Dallas, yeah. divisional game. Anything can happen. We're assuming that Zeke's not playing, so therefore their best player is out yep. week one. Advantage by a wide margin. The best advantage player. New York for us with or without Tate. our guys. Yeah. Bills at home, home opener. The fans are going to be rocking. Um, that's got to be a win. Yep. Bucks not a very talented team, and then we're going to play the Redskins at home. Well, a bottom three team. A bottom three. So guys, this first four games of the season are very, very winnable games. Whether you guys think the Giants are going to compete for a playoff spot or not. These four teams are bottom half teams. I yeah. mean, Dallas is obviously great, but if you take their best player, if you take any best player off the team, it's going to be a hit. Huge hit, of course. And I'd like to see us at least split these games without our best receiver. And let's kind of get some momentum going into the game. Yeah, the th- season. this is the most important stretch. Now, I'm not saying the most important games, but this is the most important stretch for the Giants this season because if somehow the Giants lose to Dallas and they could rip off three wins against these teams that are not not good at all, honestly. Yeah. I, I think going into week five with Tate coming back at the Giants at three and one, you gotta be thrilled. I also think more importantly that if Eli Manning was the quarterback and was able to start off three and one or even two and two and look good and the offense is scoring points and the momentum is trending in the right direction, that's just gonna set the tone perfectly for the season because the last thing I want to see is every single week with the Bluebirds after the incompletions, when is Daniel Jones coming in? I don't think that's what we need. So, you know, we're lucky that we get to play these four teams that aren't too talented. Yeah, no, I totally agree. The thing with that is, I, I, my, my thing is, like, 
if Eli starts to play very well in the beginning of the season, the whole Daniel Jones talk, listen, we really like Daniel Jones, and we're going to get into that in a little bit, but the whole Daniel Jones talk, just it goes to bed, you know? And we, the Giants don't need the quarterback controversy hanging over their heads all season. We want to make sure that Eli Manning is our starter, he's our guy, and he's our guy going forward. Well, winning cures everything in the NFL. That is true, my friend. So, Giants, weeks one through four, it's coming up, can't wait. Golden Tate, we're going to miss you, but these are winnable games for a Giants team that has a ton of, ton of talent. And if we mold together, I think I think we get I think we get to 3-1. Three and one. Three I don't and think that's too biased. I'm thrilled. Thrilled. I know we saw Sean O'Hara on NFL Network came out and said that the Giants are going to be 10-6. and six. Uh, I haven't seen an NFL analyst go on and, and put his head on the line for the Giants, but obviously Sean O'Hara, Super Bowl champion, was the center under Eli for years. Obviously a little Giants bias there, but... Listen, if you listen to this, you know we're a little biased anyway. Seriously. Um, I want to get into uh, some rising stocks and falling stock. You know, who's going to make this team? Who's not going to make this team? So I, I mentioned a, a few episodes ago about Rod Smith. And now with Galman hurt, I think he has a little foot injury right now. It seems like Rod Smith, like I mentioned, could really fill that role to be Saquon's relief guy and I I, kind of like the way Rod Smith plays I could see it I mean I've said this before I'm a huge Wayne Gallman guy I've always liked Wayne Gallman since we drafted him out of Clemson he's part of the Jerry Reese regime which I get so I guess he has less of a chance so to say but he's my number two running back no matter what Wayne Gallman but to your point Rod Smith is is a very good NFL style running back he's big he's strong he's good in the passing game he could pass block and I wouldn't mind to see him get you know Four or five carries a game, if need be. Maybe a red zone touch. Yeah, I mean, if Saquon breaks a long one out, which, you know, he will because he's the best offensive player in football, uh, I could see Rod Smith coming in for a couple goal line carries. But more importantly, that offensive line made. You could have ran behind that line last night. I I, I was thinking about it. I was trying to get a tryout, but they they, they didn't give me a call back. But let me tell you, they they were getting. We're going to get into that too, but they were just getting some some movement up front. The the rising stock will give it to the full offensive line. They're playing unbelievable. It's the most important position unit in football. For sure. And we look good on the offensive line. Uh, Going on from Rod Smith, Beans, Benny Fowler caught another touchdown. He's making plenty of plays in practice, and obviously with Tate out, or with or without Tate, I think Benny Fowler has a spot to produce every single week for us, and I'm glad to see. He's got some great chemistry with Daniel Jones. Both he, of his touchdowns were from him. Yeah. Uh, it's good to have that veteran receiver, um, have that trust in a rookie quarterback, which is great. Yeah, I totally agree. Also, uh, Ballantyne, listen, had a pick yeah. last week against, against the Jets, uh, played really solid. Um, he's also going to return some kicks for us, which is dope. I, and listen, Ballantyne seems like he could do it all for us, and he, he's going to be a, a, a real important part of what the Giants are going to be doing in that secondary this year. So, yeah, that secondary, if, if you're a rookie corner, I want to see him make mistakes in the preseason. Go ahead. I, I know he got burned a few times, but he's making some good plays. Yeah, no, you know what? I, I've seen a lot of things about Ballantyne just being a, a wide receiver playing defense. He has those wide receiver type skills. And listen, as you know, cornerbacks are cornerbacks because they don't they, they can't catch the, 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 the football. And Ballantyne seems like, you know, he's going to be that corner that can, that can make pl- big plays for the Giants on defense. So I guess on the cornerback position, we know that we have Jack's going to be the one. Baker, assuming his health, is going to be his, a, a two. Yep. Grant Haley's going to play in the nickel. But Who actually did play last night. He was back. Yeah. I know he was hurt, but he was back last night. Played pretty solid. But I would really like to see someone like Ballantyne or Julian Love step up and, and have a role on this team because you need four, five corners deep sometimes in the NFL. 
And obviously, he has a presence in the punt game as well. I know he returned some kicks. Yeah. Uh, had a little issue muffing the punts. He's got to hold on to the punts if I he know. wants to be on the roster. I know. You're right. Or at least in the special teams unit. It's true. Uh, yeah, no. So, so uh, falling stock, like we've been mentioning for however long, we just keep beating the same drum, beating the dead horse. BJ Goodson, stock keeps falling. I, I don't see him making the 53 at all. Um, another guy, Sam Beal. I'm seeing around Twitter, Instagram, that he's a potential IR candidate. That would really hurt the Giants. He hasn't been healthy for most of camp, so we'll see what that what happens with that. And the Giants signed another punter, so Riley Dixon, his stock could be falling a lot as well. Yeah, the punt, the punter, you cannot overlook a punter. No. A punter is extremely important. Very important. And the Giants haven't had a solid punter since Weatherford. Literally. We've been in punter hell between Dixon and Brad, Brad Wing, Wing and Matt Dodge. Brad Wing was drippy, though. Brad Wing was a good guy off not, the field. Yeah, not too he good. He had on one that. good season when we were in the playoffs. Yeah. But listen, we cannot get stuck with bad field position. That's what the punter brings. You, the defense is going to struggle anyway. So we got to give them all the so help. So we're going to need you know, field position. We're going to need someone to flip the field, have the momentum, and get the defense off the field as quickly as possible with our punter. So Riley Dixon, if he's not the guy, I know we brought in that kid Anderson. Yeah. And we brought in another kid from Oakland. Yeah. Listen, if it's a competition, I'm down for whoever could punt best. Totally agree. Totally agree. I'm not entitled to Riley Dixon. Agreed. All right. So, the Drip Kit Player of the Week, our favorite episode, sponsored by the Drip Kit, Never Fit In, Always Always Stand stand Out. So, the person that did that best last night, that bad man, Eli Manning, my starting quarterback, 16-plus games this season. I've been saying it. I'll stick with that. That's our best chance to win. He showed why last night. Four for four, looked poised. Besides all the Daniel Jones talk that you heard all week, he came out, did his job. Four completed passes. Stop the Eli hate, please. Came down the field like he's been there before because he has. Put seven on the board, then sat down on the on the sideline like a king. Yep, please. Well, Eli Manning is a king. I agree. Uh, we're actually we have two drip kit players of the week, and when I say players, I want to introduce the the offensive line as a unit collectively. Um, between Solder, Hernandez, Halpio, Remmers, and um, and uh, Zeitler. I mean, there was so much movement up front. I haven't seen that since the Super Bowl days, seriously. So, you know, we got Eli, the Drip Kit Player of the Week, and that entire line is the Drip Kit Unit, unit of the Week. And that's going to need to continue every single week. I mean, the offensive line looked unbelievable last night. It was su- such a pleasure to watch. Yep. Eli had all day back there, was able to check down. He sat back and ate a bag of chips back there. He could have. He could have. Some deep dish pizza from Chicago. Ooh, Ooh. a little pepperoni or something? Delicious. Absolutely delicious. We'll be there week, what? When do we play them? Good question. I don't know. I think it's later on in the season, though. Anyway, that formula is going to be what I want to see every single week. I want Eli to have time. I want him to look upfield. I want him to look short. If if it's not there, I want him to have time to check check down. I don't want his check downs to To be be the first option. His first option. Yeah, like it was last year. Yeah. I agree. So two two great performances between Eli and the offensive line as a whole. As a whole, some other things that happened in Giants world this week: John Mara, our owner, who we love and has been our owner forever, yep. had some pretty controversial comments on behalf of Daniel Jones. He said, "I hope he doesn't play. I hope he sits on the bench and Eli's the starting quarterback for the rest of the year." And I love that he said that. I, I don't like the tone in which he said it. Yeah. But I've been on this podcast since we started saying that's the vibe that we're going with as a Giants organization. Eli Manning is the starting quarterback until proven otherwise. otherwise. I, I agree. And I saw on Twitter there were a lot of people that were upset with these comments. It's like, 
guys, they, they announced Eli as the starter. Pat Shermer said Eli Manning is going to start. So I don't understand why you're surprised that the owner wants to agree with his coach. Like, that's what's happening this year. If you don't see that by now, then you're just not paying attention. Yeah, so just to reiterate on that, I just want to say again, uh, I'm excited for Eli to be the quarterback. I don't think there's a need to have Daniel Jones play in the interim because I know that he's going to play well. And you could you could say what you want, that we paid Eli. Some people say we shouldn't have brought him in if we were going to draft Daniel Jones. I think this is the perfect situation. I mean, Daniel Jones is developing great behind a veteran yeah. who knows exactly how to breed a quarterback while we still have the ability in Eli and Shepard and Saquon and the offensive line to compete. So why would we rush Daniel Jones in when we have a perfect, perfectly viable candidate in Eli that could produce points? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and nobody understands it, but Eli played somewhat not terrible last season. Like, threw for like 4,300 yards, 21, 21 touchdowns, 11, 12 picks. Like, I, I know it looked bad because the team wasn't good, but Eli, listen, he was one of the problems last year, but he was not the only problem. The team needed a ton of upgrades, which I really think we got. And think about this. Do you think that having Daniel Jones in week one is going to be a huge marginal upgrade from Eli Manning? Like, I don't understand that. If it was, the Giants would be starting him. No, but even if he was the better option week one and he's and they think that he's more skilled. Yeah, which they do. Why wouldn't you rather have Eli play? Because he's not going to make these rookie mistakes. Why would you want to implement a guy who's guaranteed to make rookie mistakes when there's no need to? Yeah, no, I agree. But I the only, where, the only place where I'll disagree with you is that if Daniel Jones and the Giants, if the Giants believe that Daniel Jones is a better option to win football games than Eli Manning, then Daniel Jones should start. Right now, I they don't. don't. That, that's just my opinion. If they did, he would be starting. I, th- I think that's pretty simple. My opinion, I'll say it again, I'll say it a hundred times more until I'm proven otherwise, Eli Manning is the guy that we need to go to to win football games. Now, we just went over it. We, the first four games of our season are winnable football games. And if Eli does his job, and we come into these games more talented and prepared, we will win. If he wins games, Daniel Jones will not see the field. And wouldn't you guys rather that? Yeah, you know? yeah wouldn't no, you I, rather that? That's the whole point. I don't know why you guys want to rush and throw Daniel Jones right into the fire right now. I mean, because listen, if he struggles, you know how you know how the boot in New York get, and the last thing we need is to is to to shake the confidence of a guy who's playing so well in the preseason. Eli is not going to waver. Whatever the media says about him, whatever he reads about in the paper on Twitter, Eli doesn't buy into that. He's he's been a New York quarterback for 16 years, and week in and week out, he's going to come and perform and give us our best option to win. Yep. Until Daniel Jones and the Giants believe that that DJ can can make a bigger impact than Eli Manning. And listen, let's get into a little bit of Daniel Jones. His skill set, wow. I mean. Everybody is talking about it now. First of all, first of all, we are we are Daniel Jones. We are making a petition to change Daniel Jones's name to Danny Dimes. We started the Danny Dimes on this Row One podcast, by the way. And but the thing is, maybe we didn't because the podcast has only been going on for about a month now. But we've been calling Daniel Jones Danny Dimes since the guy was drafted. So listen, I see a lot of everybody saying Danny Dimes, no problem. No, we, we but started. listen, my hashtag, my Danny Dimes. Hashtag Danny Dimes. Yep. Row One Sports on yep. Twitter, Row One Sports on Instagram, yep. www.thedripkit.com. You'll be able to get our Danny Dime exclusive t-shirts on the Drip Kit 
website, which is going to be pretty exciting. We're working on those t-shirts as we speak. Yep. I, I want to touch a little bit on, on Jones's performance last night. So what sure. did you – Yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you what I think first actually. The, the thing is with Daniel Jones – I kind of mentioned this to our buddy who was talking to us that he thinks Jones should start right now. And, and okay, I understand. Listen, there's there's two different opinions, but the way Daniel Jones plays and, and the you know his mobility and the way he throws the ball with that touch and accuracy, it's going so it, it's like just how the NFL is going and, and moving forward. Like he Daniel Jones when he's going to be the starter of the New York Giants and those RPOs come out with Saquon and the play actions come out with the rollout and, and how athletic Jones is, I really think that the Giants are, are going to be a really, really good football team. I mean, there's no doubt that we have the right guy. I mean, is that – can we get rid of the Josh Allen linebacker talk for it, Kentucky? Can we get rid of the – should have waited until 17? I mean, this stuff is – come on, guys. It's, I, it's, it's just not true. I, I don't know if there's no doubt that we have the right guy because of two short preseason stints, but – so far, the way Jones plays, it looks like that the Giants have drafted their franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. I mean, he made every throw again last night. I mean, he hit Latimer deep, 40 yards, right in his, right in his numbers. Uh, some, some check downs, which I liked. You know, didn't, didn't pressure, looked poised. Want, didn't see one guy, hit it to the next guy. I mean, that's great. Yeah. For a rookie to come out and do that in the first two weeks, I mean, obviously it's against the, star, the, the backups. But yeah. listen... What do you want? What do you want the guy to do? Yeah, I mean, what should he not perform well? Like, like, listen, that that's that's what he that's who he's playing against. That's who the Bears are trotting out there, and Jones is just picking them apart. He's expected to play like that against the twos, guys. He's a, he's the sixth overall pick. Like, I know everyone said that he's drafted high. You could have waited, but obviously not. This kid's got a lot of talent. Um, I I, I want to talk about a few mistakes that Jones has made, and there's been very few. Uh, by the way, before I get into that, Jones, there's 81. Um, quarterbacks that have played in the preseason and Jones is uh, ranked by Pro Football Focus as the number one. Not sure how you guys feel about it, but I feel pretty good about it. I, I want to talk about Jones, uh, a few of his rookie mistakes. He threw a nice ball. I forget who it was to. Um, and then he was rushing up to the line, kind of uh, jumbled the snap and the Giants uh, lost possession of the football. I mean, listen, that won't happen with Eli, but like, it, it, he he's not throwing picks. Like, uh, he looks unbelievable. That's like, such a rookie mistake, it's not even funny. And that's so doable to, to clean up, honestly. And that's another thing from Giants fans. We don't understand rookie mistakes from a quarterback. Like these teams, the, the Jets, the Bill, they've been in quarterback hell yeah. for 16 plus years. Yeah. And we have a guy who's so reliable every single week for six. No one could say that besides maybe the Patriots and the Steelers and the Chargers. But that's another reason why the Giants brought in a quarterback to an unbelievable organization. And trust me, they know what they're doing. They know the plan. They know the plan with Daniel Jones. They know that the plan is to play him next year when Eli's done. It's like the obvious plan, right? And listen, if something goes not as planned and Eli can't get the job done, fine. Yeah. Fine. Then then we'll go on to the Daniel Jones train. And then he'll play in the regular season. And then we'll see what he's really made of. But for now... The plan going forward is just is the same. No matter how well Jones plays, the plan going forward is for Daniel Jones to sit, learn behind Eli, and the Giants are going to reevaluate the quarterback position come next year. Fine. I'm cool and with I'm, that. I'm, yeah, I, I'm cool with that too. Listen, we know Eli's contract is expiring. And I, I'll be honest with you guys. A lot of you don't want to hear it, but if the Giants are a playoff team this year, they, you know, they make a, a run, they're making some noise in the playoffs, 
I mean, are you shocked if the Giants give Eli Manning a one-year extension? I'm not shocked. You just got to listen to what the owner said. Yeah. He said he wanted to play for another two, three years. I know you guys, everyone thinks they're right and we're right, but nobody's right. The only people that are going to be right is the team, the people that are running the team. So if John Mara and Dave Gettleman and Pat Shermer want to give Eli Manning an extension, that's going to happen, whether you guys like it or not. Well, you will like it because if Eli's in a position to get an extension, that means the Giants are a playoff team. Yeah, it's true. The it's only true. way that we see Eli Manning in a Giants uniform next year is if he plays lights out. Yep. And we know that if Eli plays lights out with Saquon, Shepard, Ingram, like this team's going to win nine plus games. Yeah. We won five last year. And we were. The, everyone thinks we were the worst team in football. And and those wins were basically on the back half of the season once we started to put it together. Yeah. I mean, we started to use Saquon as a focal point. We didn't really care about his touches as a rookie. First couple weeks in the season, he wasn't playing as much. Galman came in, made some mistakes, cost us some games. But towards the second half of the season, it was obvious that 26 needs to get over 26 touches. Yeah. No, so, I mean, listen, I understand you guys want Daniel Jones to play, but it cannot be at the expense of the Giants winning football games. So, listen, if you want Jones to play, that's fine. And I'm going to call him Danny Dimes for now. But if you want, if you want Danny Dimes to play, that's fine. But... If the Gi- the Giants are winning football games, I don't. I it, to me as a Giant fan, it makes no sense why why the Giants would trot Daniel Jones out there right now. It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, listen, we have the Chiefs model. If you want to talk about the Chiefs model, I mean, I don't think the Chiefs are in a too bad situation when it comes to QB. No, well, they got Marino, so he looks great. I mean, and they had Alex Smith. They were they were a playoff team. They won like they even won two or three playoff. Alex games. Smith was like an MVP. And candidate. then got rid of him. But listen, they had they knew what they had. The Chiefs had a plan. The Chiefs are an unbelievable organization who continues to win year after year. I'll tell you, I love that coach, man, Andy Reid. He, he is unbelievable. So if the Giants do one thing right, it's draft quarterbacks. Um, we took a shot on Eli first first overall pick, traded up to get him sixteen years ago, and I don't think that worked out. Too uh, bad. Too bad, right? Well, Two rings later. So I trust... That's why they drafted Jones. Same I, thing. I trust this organization. I trust the moves that they're making. And I know as Giant fans, we like to argue we've had two pretty frustrating down years. I think we got eight wins in two seasons. Well, we've had really five frustrating years in the last six, honestly. And winning is going to cure everything. And with Daniel Jones in and this QB competition, it could get ugly from the fans. I'm telling you, it could get ugly if this season goes south. Yeah. But I truly, truly, truly don't think that that's going to happen. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 I totally agree. I listen. I we gotta just let it play out. Let's let Eli Manning get comfortable behind this offensive line, who, by the way, looks unbelievable against against pretty much anyone right now. Obviously, it's preseason, but I fully expect the Giants' offensive line to be. I don't want to say dominant because that starts to get in the top five, top seven range. But I think they're going to be. Uh, a really serviceable, if not a good, offensive line uh, for the 2019 football season. I mean, look at look at Dallas. They're consistently winning. Is their quarterback overly uh, like unbelievable? Dak Prescott. No, I mean, he's asking for a lot of money, but their formula is similar to where we're going. An unbelievable offensive line that could move you around, unbelievable push you back. around. We're we're clearly a run first team. I mean, yes. if you guys haven't noticed that, we're, we're running the ball. With power every yeah. single time. We're not looking to throw the ball around the barnyard. Right behind the hog mollies. So, I mean, if we're going to be a run first team, you got to have a good running back, which, check. If you're going to be a run first team, you got to have a good offensive line, check. Yeah. And running the football is how you win. I mean, I know this is a pet, this is a passing league, but if you can't run the ball on third down or on first down and, and get the chains shortened, yeah. You're gonna put yourself in bad situations. So I like I like the off- the Giants' offensive style right now. Yeah, I totally agree. Listen, like 
if you guys want Jones to play, like, let's let Eli kind of not do everything. Like, we, he doesn't need to do everything. So let's let Eli throw his 25 passes a game as opposed to 35 or 40, and let's give Saquon his 25 carries, his 20 carries a game, and just let him do what he does, man. Yeah, so to get off of the quarterback situation, because I think we'd be naive to just continuously beat up the quarterback position, Yeah, which is, by the way, we have, just to cl- conclude this segment, um, two great quarterbacks, looking forward to see what both of them could do this year, and I think they're going to play off of each other and benefit off of each other every single week. And as a fan, and as an organization, and as a tight-knit group of fans, I don't think we need to argue over Eli or Daniel Jones, and I think we should focus more on the other skill players that are playing very well for us. And it starts with Sterling Shepard. I know he's hurt, but listen, we paid him to come in and do everything. We know we spoke about how good he could block, how good he could catch, how good his routes are. Um, his ability to stay healthy has been pretty pretty good. Yeah, he's he's healthy for the most part. I don't think he's missed. I know he had that, um, I think it was an ankle injury when Odell went down and Marshall. Remember that? But I think other than that... Shepard was there. It was his rookie year, right? Yeah, or no, I think it was his second, second year, but but he's been pretty healthy for the most part. He's, he's a durable, durable receiver. We called on Cody last week to continue to make plays for us. And he has. Looks like he's going to step up. I mean, he was able to win one-on-one last night. Not sure if the corner was a starter, if he wasn't. Not the point. That was a Jones ball, right? That was a Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes, excuse me. My apologies. Went up, made a sick play. Yeah, unbelievable. 40 yards. Like we also mentioned, he's able to run the deep routes. Big, bigger type guy. Bigger type guy, but... Could also run the short and intermediate routes. What well. a ball from Jones! No, how many yeah. times do I got to say it? Like, I'll try to stay away from Danny Dimes, but what a ball! Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, ben you got Fowler and Daniel Jones look like they're developing some chemistry, probably from camp. Yeah, for sure. But it's nice to have a guy like Benny Fowler, who's a veteran, lean on Daniel Jones. I mean, I know he caught the touchdown last night. That was actually from Eli. Yeah. Nice, nice ball too. But yeah, Danny Jones, uh, Benny Fowler is going to be probably the third option until week five. Yeah, I think so. And maybe, listen, maybe TJ Jones. No, I don't know. I don't love TJ Jones as a receiver. Yeah, I think he's small. I think he's, you know, he's not overly fast. He's been making plays though. And with our receiver room, I don't think he gets a, a shot. I, I do, however, because we need him to. To be honest with you, but mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be between Fowler and Jones uh, at the wide receiver three or four spot this this coming season. We didn't see too much of Alonzo Russell last night, Russell Shepard, or Reggie White for that matter. Kind yeah, of a quiet I, night for them. Yeah, they um, were one one or two of those guys are going to get cut, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I know we said that Reggie White and Alonzo Russell are going to make the team. Yeah, I don't know about that now. I don't know about that now because of how good T.J. Jones is playing. I mean, he's consistently scoring touchdowns and. Obviously, catching the fans' eyes, and I'm sure the coaches know uh, his potential as well. That's the re- that's the recipe to making the 53. You catch touchdowns, you're going to be on the team and special teams as well. True, Those yeah. Are two important spots. Um, and then, yeah, so we haven't seen anything from Saquon yet. I mean, he's the Ferrari. Uh, do you think that he should even come in in the preseason? I would be shy. I think I said this last episode too. I don't see a reason for Saquon Barkley to play in the preseason at all. Don't tell me that he needs the reps. He was. Might be the best player in football. He doesn't need any reps. He'll be fine. If he comes in, you know, normally week three in the preseason is when the starters play the most. So if, if uh, Barkley comes in for a, for a drive or two, get his legs under him, get ready for Dallas week one, uh, I wouldn't be too upset with it. But that's just because I want to watch him play. But for the Giants to, to play him any significant amount of time in the preseason makes zero sense to me. Also, if you remember, he did, Saquon, 
get a he did injure his hamstring last year in the preseason and held him out. Yes. Uh, and I don't want to see that happen. I I want to make sure that he's ready to go full fledged, obviously healthy as can be for week one. But I wouldn't mind him playing a little bit week three. Like everyone around the league, all the superstars are going to play. Saquon's young. He's not an older guy. He's not just, all of them though. Like the girlies, the the Julios, like but they're injury prone. There's a reason why they don't play. I guess. I guess. Listen, I, the running back position is tough. You know, they take they take some of the big, most beating uh, in all of in all of football. So I, I would agree with it either way. You know, if you're going to play him, get his legs under him. If you're not going to play him, keep him healthy for the season. But uh, we'll see. You know, I haven't been hearing a ton of Evan Ingram. And listen, I know he's been having a nice camp, but he's just been out for for a while, and he hasn't played really that much. I think Evan Ingram's going to have an, an, an enormous season for us. Um, we'll see if he gets any burn uh, in week three of the preseason next week. But I don't know. Evan Ingram is one of my favorite guys on the team, so I hope he has a monster season. We actually got a fan question regarding Evan Ingram. Uh, we could pull it up right now. Yeah, go for it. I, the, the thing with Evan Ingram, he's he's fast. He's physical. He's a he's a, he's a weapon in the red zone. So we'll see what what goes on with Evan Ingram uh, in the uh, in the weeks to come. So our fan question of the week. I'm sorry we weren't able to. We we saw all the questions that came in uh, just coming off a, uh, a game. Yeah. We're looking to focus more on that. Yeah. But we'll uh, get to, we'll get to those next week. Malik Maverick, sixty, our guy from Lawrence High School. Shout out to him. Thanks for the question. Wants to know over under seventy receptions. Seven TDs and 800 yards for Ingram. Yeah, so I responded to him, and thank you for the question, Bo. We appreciate it. Uh, you know, keep tuning in. Um, I responded to him. I could see everything going over. I fully expect Ingram to be over seven, really 800 yards this year because that's just how important he's going to be to this offense. But in terms of receptions, I could see anywhere from 60 to 70 receptions this year for sure. Um touchdowns, it's going to be weird. Listen, in the red zone, the Giants are going to be focused a lot on uh, on Saquon. But um, I, I don't know. I think the Giants really need to target Evan Ingram a lot this season, uh, especially in the uh, in the red zone. I mean, we saw how good Ingram played in Odell's absence last year. I mean, the guy's got the body type to pretty much be a receiver. So if we're using him correctly, um, 700 yards is doable. 800, even 800, yeah. 800 yards is doable. And uh, I'd like to see him step up. I know he's improving in the pass game a little bit. Uh, in the block game, I should say. It's going to be important. We also do have two good tight ends behind Evan Ingram. Uh, Simonson, Dickerson, and... Ellison. And Ellison. No, I don't think Dickerson makes the team. You don't think so? I don't think he's going to make the team either. We'll, we'll see what happens with uh, with Dickerson. But I, obviously, Red Ellison's going to make the team. But, uh, I mean, Simonson, it was like a weird type of thing with... Uh, there was some... He got cut, but he wasn't really cut. I guess it was some language and... Well, do, you, do you know anything about I that? I mean, it was the contract issue and basically the way... Salary they, cap type the of The way thing. they handled it, they cut him and then brought him back on to maybe save some space. Right. Uh, but yeah, as far as the tight end position goes, the answer to your question, I'd, I'd love to see Evan Ingram surpass those numbers and be... Very one, doable. Be a, a top five tight end uh, in, in the league. I fully expect that. I, remember, he was a first round pick, so I fully expect uh, Evan Ingram to... Um, to uh, do- really dominate this year. So uh, one more question that we want to go over. Our buddy Mike, who's a, a Jet fan, giant hater. Oh, yeah, yeah. He loves to just argue and DM me and tweet <laughs> me all the time on everything I post. He wants to know that if the Giants continue to lose like they did last year, and obviously he phrases his questions in a negative way yeah. to the Giants. Hater. Around week 10 or 12, should we limit Saquon's carries? 
My, the, my, okay. So I, he, he, he gave me a call and we had a little conversation about this. And the thing with that is like, cause he was really asking about fantasy. He wanted to know, you know, should I take Kamara or should I take Saquon? Because if the Giants are bad, maybe the Giants aren't going to give Saquon his touches. First of all, I don't think in fantasy you can think of it that way. Saquon's the consensus number one pick. Um, but in terms of touches, listen, if the Giants are, are two and seven and they're, they're out of playoff contention, I see, no, I see no reason why, why Saquon should be getting 25 to 30 touches a game, um, you know, week eight, week nine, week 10, but uh, we'll see. I, I, listen, I expect the Giants to be a pretty good football team this year. Not great, but I expect them to be pretty good. So if Saquon, I, I don't see a reason for the Giants to, to limit Saquon Barkley's touches this season. Uh, we just hope that it doesn't get to that point where it's, you know, a lost season again. But, no, I don't, I don't think there's a reason to limit Saquon's touches. I mean, he's our franchise guy. We took him with the second overall pick. He puts fans in the seats. And he's the face of our franchise that, no, we, we don't need to limit how much he's going to um, carry the ball. But, yeah. Mike, we, we do appreciate your question. Um, we do appreciate you trying to argue sports with us. Anybody else who wants to call in? Uh, debate with us a little bit, a little first take style. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Instagram, and we'll schedule a time to uh, get you served. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so yeah, uh, another note, we were supposed to get Giants Graphics, at Giants Graphics, uh, on Instagram on the show. Great dude. Uh, Definitely follow his page as well. Yeah, support of the Drip Kit, support of the Giants. and He's got a pretty good following as well, so maybe next week we'll get him on. Yeah. Uh, anybody else who wants to call in, like we said... Talk some sports, some sports, some giants, some music, some clothes, some yeah, fashion, yeah. whatever you want. We're whatever here for you. Yep. So yeah, uh, that's another edition of Row One Sports, Episode Four: Giants versus the Bears. Another week, another win. Make sure you catch us next week too. Um, obviously, follow us on Twitter at Row One Sports One. Hit us up on Instagram at Row One Sports, and uh, we'll hit you guys next week. Episode Five next week: Giants, Bear, uh, Giants, Bengals. I'm yes, sorry. sir. See you. See Peace. You then.